When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It ain't easy now How could I move forward When I keep looking backward I'm just standing still How can I fight this obsession Have I not learned my lesson Maybe I Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under I'm Matty Peverell, joined as always by my co-host Marky D. I mean, he wasn't here last week, but he's back this week. We enjoyed Owen David on the show last week. Marky D, how you doing? Big question. Oh. You had a sporting competition. Yeah, mate. Did you yeah. win? Man, I got bronze. I got bronze in uh, men's doubles, 3.5 out of 5. So that's like maybe B plus, like, you know, like 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 grade level. Uh, got bronze, mate, in doubles. Congratulations. Yeah, mate. It's a good time. I... I on the Sunday, I think I played 12 games, which is about four hours of pickleball. Yeah, right. That's, that's intense. <laughs> oh, it was fun, man. It was it's fun. Well, where you been, mate? Uh, you mate, been somewhere? Yeah, I uh, spent the week in Singapore. So I had to fly back to make it back for the show. Um, but yeah, I've spent the week over in sunny Singapore versus rainy Sydney. But the weather seemed to have uh, jumped on the plane with me and it's been sunny in Sydney now too. But yeah, kind of crazy to be back doing the travel thing. Um, I think states have sort of been doing travel in in the states for a while, but uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. I had to do the, I had to do war room. I, I recorded war room in my hotel uh, over there in Singapore without the mic and stuff. So for those that listen to war room um, on the audio side, or for those that listen live to TDU right now on Facebook and YouTube, and we've got Brian Brown and Jared Devil and Sean Manahan, I think, is in there too. Um, hopefully, if you did listen to War Room, it wasn't too bad. It was a bit weird without my mic. I'm going to try and come up with a solution because I am going to be traveling a bit more. But um, yeah, it's kind of weird to be doing that. And I don't know if there's many Steeler fans in Singapore either. So if we have audio listeners, you know, Steeler fans in Singapore, you know, thanks for a good time. Uh, I bet there is. Steelers Nation is worldwide, mate. You're talking to, you know, two blokes here in Australia. Like, Steeler Nation is worldwide. They're definitely there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next time I have to get, we'll have to catch up with a view for one of them or something like that. Um, but, you know, obviously interesting week. I mean, you know, the Dwayne Haskins situation broke, you know, you know, sort of the day before I left and sort of saw some of that. Um, you know, I know it was talked about in different BTC shows. So I think, it, I think it's been well addressed from that side of things. Um, but, you know, Mark and I today in this show, you know, there's so much two weeks away from the draft and everyone's talking about the draft and, you know, we've had a pretty intense free agency. So on today's show, Mark and I are basically going to talk about what are some of the things, we'll only pick a handful of things, but what are some of the things that the Steelers need to do between now and preseason, whether it's through the draft or OTAs and, you know, learning the new scheme, you know, the new, you know, offensive and defensive schemes, but what do they need to do between now and preseason that's going to set them up for success? Uh, because I think it's really interesting. You know, we're starting to see the puzzle pieces come in. But what's the puzzle going to look like when it's all finished? Um, um, a, a picture of the Lombardi, number seven. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, what like... that's what we're hoping for. 
right? That's what we're hoping for. Um, can, can I start with this one? Because I just yeah, go for it. George, stop stealing my answers, mate. George says here, new GM. So I, I wrote down my three, right? And then, and then yeah. as you were talking, I was like, hang on a minute. We need a GM, right? <laughs> as okay. As All right. Over. Well, let's let's start with that. All right. So I'll, I'll, I've got a question for you to kick this discussion off because I actually didn't have new GM on my list, right? Neither. Neither did I, but yeah. I Like I get we obviously need a new GM, but do we need a new GM? Do you know what I mean? Like, We've got a GM currently serving us through the draft. We've got Brandon Hunt. We've got Omar Khan. Like, if it took them, if, if it, they needed, obviously needed a GM for the start of the season, but if it took them to the day before the season started, do you really think it'd be that much of an issue? <clears throat> so, so you're saying, like, if, when Kevin Colbert retires, it's not like the house is going to go on fire. It's like, okay, we're kind of set up for, for success, right? Well, yeah, and his title is VP and GM. What's to say he's not going to stay as VP? Because they've said he's going to have some role with the organization. Mm. Now, I know traditionally the GM for the Steelers is the VP, but like, you know, corporate America, things, titles change. But yeah, I guess I'm sort of saying the team is well set up if Kevin Colbert's not there. It's not like we've got a rookie coach. No, exactly. We have one of the greatest coaches or one of the best coaches. I'm sorry, Fire Tomlin fans, but Tomlin is here to stay and he's a good coach. And players who we have brought into the organization the last few weeks um have you know said he that they've agreed with that so yeah maybe maybe that isn't overly in need but it, it came to my attention that for what i know is colbert is stepping down after the draft and what would that mean for the steelers so that, that needs to be addressed at some point but yeah. our organization is yeah we are victorious right we have six super bowls out of eight we are like you know always have a chance in the dance so maybe that really that shouldn't worry us that much really yeah, 100%. You know? I mean, Corey, all right. So, well, Corey brings up, Corey Eckenworth, question for you both. Who is your choice as of now, and would you be disappointed if they go outside the org? I'll uh, I'll throw that one to you, Mark, to start with. Well, I'll be honest. I don't even know who really is in the running. Uh, besides, I think, was it Lewis Riddick? He might have been. He was one of them. Yeah, they've interviewed like yeah. 10 candidates. Yeah, I haven't like that doesn't really interest me to be honest. Uh, to say like who's going to be our GM, like yeah. I just want a guy that can come in and for many years, even following the Steelers when you're younger, do you even really know the the the, the background of the team that much? You, you pretty much just know the running back and the quarterback, right? So, um, I, I'm keen for anyone. Hopefully, it's not someone like I need in the guy like is it uh, who's the bloke over in the Jaguars? Uh, ah, uh, Trent is it Trent Balky? Yeah, but their owner and stuff like that, like... Oh, they, the they just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are just I bad, right? They just have no Shard idea Khan? how to... Yeah, how to run an organization, right? So you do need someone with some, like, leadership, uh, understands how, how the Steelers work, and, and we are competitive every year. We don't want to, you know, uh, lose games on purpose and then for, for higher draft picks. But I honestly don't know who they will go. Um, but it doesn't really upset me too much that I don't know. Because I, I think we are, you know, a world-class organization anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to lose Khan and Hunt, and I really don't want to lose Hunt. Um, I think you can work out some dual role there um, more than what people think. I mean, because unless Omar Khan wants to be the, you know, Jerry, you know, the Jerry Gomes of the Steelers, or does he know as much about talent and spotting talent and scouting as Brandon Hunt? Probably not. And, 
the two together can build an awesome franchise, like, you know, can really build an awesome franchise. So, like, I think from that perspective, yeah, I would like to keep them both in some sort of way, but I think Brandon Hunt would maybe be the, maybe you, maybe he's like the player and talent, you know, GM of player and talent and, you know, um, Omar Khan is operations and finance or something like that, you know, something, something to that, you know, effect. But if there's some of these outside guys, they were talking about one of the guys that's been involved with the Eagles and, and they do some pretty hefty things there. Um, but they also ship a lot of talent off and they do a lot of trading in that. And I don't know whether that's really going to fit with the approach that the Steelers sort of methodical approach that we take to things. So, um, you know, I think as well with Mike Tomlin, you know, we've got to think about the relationship between the GM and the coach and, and is that GM better sourced from outside or is that GM better sourced within the, in, within the organization? So it's kind of interesting. Are you trying to say that we're going to trade up to number three and grab Sauce Gardner? Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> I wouldn't hate that, you know. <laughs> All right, controversial opinion. I would rather trade up and get Sauce Gardner than Malik Willis. Boom. Oh boy. Um, I just like his. I just like his name, mate. Eh? And I wouldn't. I, and next one, I wouldn't pick Tar Linderbaum until the third round. Oh. Oh, jeez. Like that's that's the center from Iowa, Iowa right? Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't okay. rate him, but that's me. Anyway, well, uh, <laughs> what else did you have on your list? <laughs> well, <clears throat> okay. Firstly, if it's before the preseason, I think you need to you need to get this established. As Mandy goes away for a second, I think you need to establish some idea. Um, yes, I do want quarterback competition, but I think you need some idea for who is going to be quarterback number. One. Now, the reason I say that is I think around the league, a lot like quarterback, yeah, quarterback competition is good, but I still think you need to know who's going to be quarterback number one. If it is Trubisky, uh, if it is through the draft, if it is through if Rudolph steals the show, but I think you need quarterback number one to lead the team forward. Are you there, Matty? You've gone away forever. Yeah, back. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> My foot was getting a bit sore, so I thought I moved my stand. Did, did you now. hear that, or do you need to be? I said I, I heard the Trubisky part, and then I missed one. Yeah, so basically, week. my idea is before the preseason, because a lot of teams around the NFL always have this quarterback competition, and yeah. there's never really a true leader or QB one, and they get this in this in this point where they start someone, then they sit in, then they, they go the other yeah. person, the QB QB two. I think you need to know and say, okay, if it is Trubisky, which it probably will be. Um, yeah, have the competition. Oh, come you know. on, it's got to be. Look at the money they're paying him. If they yeah, if like, they get the quarterback they want, you know, as well, if they get the quarterback they want in the draft, you got to think other teams are going to get one too, and then there's going to be second but, round of free agency and cuts. Mason could be traded. I know everyone goes, there's got to be a market for him, whatever. Someone will trade a six or, or maybe even a fifth for Mason Rudolph. No, I get that. But imagine if they go out and, and they sign Pickett or Malik Willis. What is the first question they're going to ask or the Steel fans are going to ask? Will he start, right? Trubisky, or oh, the rookie, the rookie. So I'm trying to nah, say you don't start. A, I don't think there's any. The only rookie that's that I think really can start in this is Kenny Pickett, and even then, it'd be you'd be probably not okay. going to start him until six weeks in. What if Trubisky struggles the first two weeks? Are we going to be one of those teams that that says, "Oh, you know, you have to sit Trubisky and start the rookie"? Because a lot no. of that's what, that's what I'm getting at. Well, you know, let's all learn from that. I think we all need to learn from the Akello <laughs> Witherspoon experience, right? 
Like, look yeah, at last struggled. year. We sat there, we were like, oh, he's never on the roster. It was a terrible <laughs> trade, da 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 In the last four or five weeks of the season, I mean, and Kello made massive plays. I mean, we I just don't want to fall into that playoffs, trap. So I, like, yeah, I don't want to fall into that trap where I think you need to, to understand, okay, you go through, say, say for instance, we do draft the quarterback in, in, the, yeah. uh, in the draft, whoever it is, right? That's a third guy. You may be bringing a veteran. Um, you know, three or four they're right to, they like to run with. Still want the idea of like you need to know who's going to be QB one. You have to give, like you said, give them a shot for six for six games. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to fall trap into the into some of the teams and some of the fans that say, "Well, we got Trubisky and then he's nothing. Who's next? Who's the next guy?" I'm kind of yeah. sick of that, you know. So you need yeah. to know who's QB one, and that, that's one of the biggest things I think for this team is to find out who who QB one is. Well, so I'm right now two or three hours into the ten hour and a bit. Um, uh, audio book with Mike Florio that was released in March called Playmakers, and it's all about the uh, talks about everything in the NFL. It's a very quite a long book, right? Well, particularly for an audio book. And I, I'm through the quarterback section. If people have started to read the book or know of the book, and in it they talk about Mahomes and and the way that Chiefs fans reacted, you know, in, in, and the Chiefs players, sorry, and the franchise reacted to when they saw Mahomes in camp, and they were like. Mahomes did the incredible things all through his rookie year that he basically redshirted. We saw that every week at training. But, you know, Andy Reid stuck to letting Alex Smith finish what he started, and he was really, really keen on not not letting Mahomes get in there too early. Look at Mahomes now, right? So even if they draft – I mean, Kenny Pickett is a little bit older, right? But assuming they pick some sort of quarterback, if it's a Carson Strong or Desmond Ritter or something like that, that's assuming they pick one – Every day goes by, I feel like less and less that they might actually pick one in the first two rounds because of where other teams are sitting as well. But if they do pick that person, just let them sit. Like, it's not like quarterbacks are finishing their career at 32 anymore. They're finishing them at like 36, 37, 38, 40, right? 50. So, <laughs> oh, who knows with Brady at this point, right? Like, so I think, I mean, how old was Johnny Unitas when he wrapped up? But anyway, the point know. being was like, I think you've got to let that person sit. And and also you've got to – the thing about Trubitsky as well, it's in the Steelers' best interest to let Trubitsky do well because you can blood that rookie, right? You've got someone with a bit of playoff experience. You've got someone that can game manage with the defense. And even if he, your rookie turns out to be fire and that's who you want to go with next year, you've got Trubitsky on a two-year deal. You can trade the guy right? Like that gives us more next year to go make this team better. So I think you've got to sit there and say, Trubisky's a starter for the, and provided he wins the job, hopefully he does, comes into training and he can pick the, the offense up. But I, you know, my gut says he can. I think you're in a situation where like, you know, the Steelers have played this smart and they're not locked into Trubisky for three or four years, right? This no. is very friendly. Um, So yeah, I think you just sit there and you go, right, Trubisky's pencil and number one, and then we see what happens. Yeah, and that's what I think I want to happen is over the you know training camp. Sure, give them give them all a shot. Whoever whoever does come in uh, in the quarterback room, you know, uh, to quote unquote, you know, to to uh, take or replace Haskins' spot at number three. Um, so whoever comes in there, they need competition, but at the same time you need to have a you know a true number one, and then and then ride with that guy, ride with him in for the six to eight games. Don't say after two games, three games you know, put someone else in because then it'll be a failure of a season, I think, if they keep changing quarterbacks over and over and over. Well, we're going to do the Browns thing. Like, I don't want to do the Browns. I don't want to be oh, the, the big jersey? Yeah, I don't want to be the Browns. At least, you, at least you save money on jerseys, you know, like saving saving about, what, $2,000. Yeah, 
I mean, look, every, there's a lot of chat in the live chat about picking a quarterback. Like, obviously, an NFL franchise needs four quarterbacks. But when I – like, I'm going to bring up two points when we get to mine that I think, you know, having a having a fantastic four-string quarterback is not going to win Pittsburgh Steelers the Super Bowl. If we're relying on the four-string quarterback, we got issues. Like, I, I just – everyone's enamored with the quarterback position. Like, you know, look what happened when Ben was out. We had Devlin, Duck, Hodges, and Mason Rudolph. And like the defense practically got us to the playoffs. Like a fourth string quarterback, it doesn't matter. We had Dobbs, you know, did Dobbs do anything? No. Like people have got to get over this. Like it's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I I don't think the quarterback is the, is the, it sounds weird to say, but maybe the quarterback won't, I don't know. Maybe we just do just need a game manager like Trubisky. We do, and then see, and then see what he can do because our running game will be better, and our defense, hopefully, on paper, looks lights out. On paper, it looks unbelievable. Well, that leads well into the two that I want to bring up. The two points that I wanted to bring up, unless you've got a third, um, but I, I, it really does lead well into uh, two. I've got, a, I've got a few more. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we let we get to these two, and then we, and then we'll switch it back. We'll switch it back. All right. So my first one was the Steelers need to find a way, whether it is drafting or padding out the, the cornerback room with more with more guys, we need more interceptions. Yeah, we, I agree. I, 13 interceptions is like, uh, just it's, it's not enough. It's not enough if you're going to have the elite defense. It's not enough if you are going to rely on a game manager, the rookies we're going to have across the wide receiver room, second-year players in Najee and Freemuth, who I love. You know, we we just need more. Um, now, I know we lead in sacks, and I know the way the Steelers' defense is structured, but also we've now got Terrell Austin as our defensive coordinator. Mike Tomlin's our head coach. We need to find a way in the secondary. And the reality is, is that when I look at the last – when I looked at the last six Super Bowl champions – Apart from the Patriots in 2016, who were 17th in the league, all the Super Bowl champions have been seventh or better, and four out of the six have been top five or better. So, you know, when it comes to that, the Steelers are well below the league average over the like compared to well, well below the Super Bowl team average. So, the Super Bowl champs, the Rams had 19 last year, the Bucks had 15 the year before, the Chiefs had 16 the year before that, the Patriots had 18 the year before that. The Eagles had 19 in 2017, and then the Patriots had 13 in 2016, which was the outlier. They were 17th. So if you look at the Super Bowl champs, they average 16.6 interceptions uh, per per in that in their season, right? And so, oh, can you hear me, Mark? Yeah, I just I see a picture of uh, of Bad's face. What's going on, mate? And I hope we're still live. Um, I'm going to go on to my second point. If Maddie isn't there, hang on a minute, guys. This is, this is the blessing of technology. Let's get rid of Maddie for a minute. Okay. So I'm going to go into my second point. So Maddie was talking about the, you know, the the Pittsburgh Steelers don't do, you know, interceptions too well. Um, my second point, I think, you know, what we need to improve, I need to figure out before the the preseason. And this is like still a very... Here he comes back. I'm going to keep going. Okay. I'm going to let you finish. Right. <laughs> My second point is, let me remove you, Maddie, for a minute. You're, you're distracting me. Okay. 
Uh, my second point is we've got to figure out, are you there? You're back. Maddie, you're back. <laughs> All right, I'm going to remove you. Okay, sorry guys for the po my apologies 100% because Maddie is interrupting trying to figure out his technology. My second point is we've got to figure out what's going to happen with Tuit. Uh, I did see an article a few days ago, like he's still kind of like, uh, is he unsure? Will he come back? Uh, a few weeks ago, there was ideas that Tuit will definitely come back to the Steelers and there was, you know, him talks with, with Ke Kevin Colbert and stuff like that. My idea is whatever is happening with, with Stefan Tuit, I think the team needs to know. I think the team needs to know, the fans need to know. I think we need to overall, it, and maybe in the draft too, they might, you know, draft someone to help to help replace him. Um, and Court and Bishop says it here too, Davis or Wyatt, because you don't know about Tua and the other guys are getting older. So my point is, I think you have to figure out is Tua one hundred percent coming back to the Steelers? And Maddie, are you back? I am. I'm so sorry about that. Everyone, the whole screen shut down. Everything went like haywire. I'm like, what's happening? Oh, like. My. Um, <laughs> but what I was basically like alluding to there is like when you look at the interception rate, like so the Super Bowl champs have averaged 16.6, the Steelers have averaged over the same time period 14.6. We only had 13 last year, we had 20 back in 2019. You know, when you saw what the reason 20 that's the most we've had in the last six years, right? And you saw the difference that made when we did have a game manager in Mason Rudolph or Devlin Hodges, and they weren't even great game managers, right? So when I look at the interception rate, we need to improve it, right? And we had 18 in 2020. We only had eight in 2018. We had 16 in 2017, 13 in 2016. But we don't have the franchise quarterback anymore at the moment, right? We may have them, but we may find them in the draft and we may find them in Trubisky, but they're not going to be there in 2022, really. So for me, I just think interceptions are an absolutely key part that, we, that the Steelers need to unlock to improve this defense and improve the overall fortunes of the team. Well, they need to, to get point, more possessions. Yeah, it's even to the point that I think last year the turn, turnover ratio was two or it was even. Um, there was just, yeah, we're getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback, getting a lot of sacks, but we're not turning the ball over, you know, not like we used to like years past. So, um, yeah, my apologies or our apologies for that, guys. You were like yeah. on, you're off. <laughs> it was nuts. I, I got a new, yeah. I got a new uh, screen right before I left, so I hooked everything up um, last week right before I went away. And then I don't know. I think it might have like a timer on it or something, but everything just went. Maybe I bumped a cord. I don't know. I just yeah, it all just went haywire. So don't know, mate. Well, I don't know if you like... heard, but I was I was talking about to it being. Uh, he, in my opinion, he needs to turn. He needs to. Is he going to show up to play for the Steelers or not? I, I need to know. That's that's on me too. Because like, go get a King Hicks. Go get Ogan Joby. Like, go get someone. Like, I, I'm getting beyond it to be honest. It's kind of yeah. Well, I, two, I think, you know, like two, it's been one of my favorite players. Like always. It's and not even about being. The, it's about the business side. I just need exactly. To know. I need to know, or the Steelers need to know, for the direction of the team. Will you be there? Will you be starting 100% or won't you be? And we'll either move on or you can play. That's what 100%. I'm saying. So that was my second point, by the way, before everything went crazy. Sorry about that. All right, Mark, <laughs> you're going to love the next one from me. Right. The Steelers need to find a way to score more rushing touchdowns. Oh, 100%. Right? We How many How many do you reckon we had last year? Uh... Wait a minute, I think I know this. 
Seven. We had ten. Oh, rats. But we were Who 28th scored? in the league. Right? Oh, did, did Claypool score one or something on the on the end around? Yeah, I think no. He, no, Juju did one, didn't he? Freemans did one. Yeah, Remember okay. Freemans did one. So did Najee get eight or seven? Yeah, Najee had eight, I think. Right. Um, no, he may be right. Maybe he did only have seven. Um, but we had – so we had 10 last year. We had 12 the year before, which was ranked 27th in the league. We had seventh the year before – seven. Seven the year before that, ranked 29th. That was the first year, I think, that – second year, first year of that bell. Um, 16 in 2018, seventh in the league, which was good. And then we had 12 in 2017, which was 15th in the league. The Steelers average 11.4 touchdowns if you look at the last five seasons, right? Yeah. The league average over the last five years. In 2021, it was 15.8, right? It's a difference of 4.4 touchdowns. The league average was 16.6 in 2020. The league average was 14 in 2019, which you know is, is closer, but the Steelers averaged half that in 2019. In 2018, the league average was 13.7. That is the only time that we've beaten the average. And then in 2017, the average was 12 and we had 12. The league average over five years is 14.8. That's a difference of 3.4. The Steelers are over 35% below the league average in rush towns, rushing do you touchdowns. Know, do you know why, year. though? It's because it's cause the way that Big Ben used to play. We used to get to the you know the first and five away from the goal, and he probably <laughs> he, he threw it During five the session. times. Yeah, but like he, he would, he'd throw it five times or, you know, it's that's just the way that we used to play. I, I still remember throughout his career, Big Ben was great, but there were a lot of times that I would yell out, don't be stupid, Ben, or don't do something dumb because you just knew that he, he could go all the way down the field and we have a chance to run it in and we, we would throw from the first, you know, first and eight or whatever and then we just, we'd throw three times and then we'd lose and get a field goal. You know, so we need yeah, we need the, the, to run it more. Um, I, I miss that kind of football anyway. I, I, I kind of like just try, just go this three downs, just run it every time because you should gain movement. Ho- hopefully, uh, surely the, the odds are in your favor to get into the end zone after three turns or four turns. Same. I don't know. I don't know. Same. I, I want to see more. I want to see more. You know, smash mouth. How are we gonna? Yeah, but my my point is like we don't have a franchise quarterback. We need to score points elsewhere, and we need to stop points elsewhere. That's that's why I, I picked these two things to go look at some stats from because we need more possessions, and we need to take the pressure off the quarterback, whoever the hell it is, whether it's Mason Rudolph, whether it was was Haskins, whether it is Trubisky. We need to do that. And the other thing is what you and I have been talking about for a long time now, and I, Owen and I talked about it last week in drafting and running back late on. Late on, it can't just be Najee. And if you look at the last few years, the highest number of touchdowns we had was in 2020, but, you know, in the last five years, you know, um, since 2018 when, when Bell was still around and, and we had Connor. Like, we need to get the guys like Claypool. We need to get, you know, Freemuth. We need to get those sort of guys involved in the Canada offense and sweep arounds and those sorts of things, even Deontay, to supplement these touchdowns. But Najee alone, you know, he's... We are hedging our bet. We're relying on a lot to think that he alone is going to change this number. And this number needs to go up. Yeah, I would definitely like to see the defense turn it around, get the short field, um, use use Mitch, Mitch Berg and, and, and get down to, you know, the first and 20 and then start to run Najee more. 
Um, you are right, though, because last year, I think Najee was 85% of the snaps. That's just way too high. Mate, I think um, it was more than that. I think it was like 90. Yeah. Well, just, you don't you don't even, yeah, it's 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 nuts and bolts because you can start to use Claypool on the outside, but they, they've kind of seen what we do with that. Yeah. Um, I know you need to work Muth into it, but, may, but, but something tells me, too, at the end of the day, they probably will just run Najee. <laughs> like, they will. They, they did it with Bell. Um, you know, we can say all these things about who's going to be running back number two. We need to do this, get the offense more involved, get what more involved, put what in the field. But at the end of the day, they're probably just going to put him out there for nine out of 10 snaps, like you said, and then and, and just see what happens. And- if they're going to do that, if they're going to do that, um, Bad brought up on one of the other shows, it might have been, been with KT Smith a couple of weeks ago, and I think it would have been talked about maybe by Jeremy Betts and Andrew Wilbur, or, or on one of the shows at least. Why not get a top three round running back over a rookie quarterback in the first three rounds and sitting behind Najee and just smash mouth football, like just run it up, like run it up the middle. Like I would love that, but it's not the way the league's played now. So I would love to have a two back set, like a really top, top notch Najee. And then the second running back just go, you know, um, hammer and tongs right at it. Just go bang, bang. Right. But it's not the way the league's played. But, However, but, but it could be, but it could be. Yeah. Because it could be. If you're holding the ball, the other team's not got the ball. As long as you don't fumble it, they can't score. You know, a lot of a lot of a lot of fans won't like to watch the game. They'll say it's boring, but for you and I, we'll love it. But we'll win. <laughs> like we we I know we'll absolutely love it. Like we people, time of possession. people go, it's, oh, it's not fun, right? It's pretty fun to like, me. It is. <laughs> Do you want to win? Yeah. Right. It's not. Look, it's not fun. What I, what I will compare it to is you and I like watch you know the rugby sports, right? It's not fun to see that over 25 games plus the finals, right? It's not fun to see only, you know, defense and low scoring, you know, in, in basketball or hockey or, you know, even baseball, like see low scoring games. But the NFL is 17 games of attrition. Like, and then you get to the playoffs. It, it, it's win or go home. And like, I don't care. Yeah, as long as we have like a threat to pass the, to pass the football here and there, I think it will help us out. And Trubisky will probably be more of a you know play action, run around kind of style too. Hopefully, he doesn't get us into too much trouble where he's taking unnecessary sacks and stuff like that, yeah. um, or we're going backwards, or the offensive line is getting penalties because that kind of cost us too last year watching the game. Uh, you could see it the minute that we did a false start or first and fifteen, that drive was over. We could not come back. The offense wasn't designed that way to go out and get 15 yards. It wasn't really designed to go out there and get 10 yards, let's be honest. It was, you know, it was just kind of like hit and hope. And I, I think running Najee and then having a uh, another good second running back would be fantastic. It brings you back to, who was it um, back in the day? Uh, Rocky Blyer and uh, Franco Harris, right? They put, him up, they put him in the old split set from the highlights I've seen. And he didn't yep. know who was going to get the football. But the NFL isn't being played like that now because but, but- the... But but like we had third, we had ten touchdowns. Philadelphia had twenty five. New England had twenty four. The Cardinals with their passing game had twenty three. Tennessee obviously had twenty three. Like it makes sense. Colts had twenty two. Like Buffalo Bills twenty. You know, like the top ten in the league all had almost double our touchdown number. Yeah, definitely. Well, it, James Conner. Charges. Charges had eighteen, and they've got Herbert. That look well, franchise say- like franchise quarterback like. Kyle Amari, you know, like just, you know, Josh Allen with 20, you know, Tampa Bay, you know, obviously Brady was there. The Browns even obviously with Chubb and, and, and Hunt. 
Why can't we replicate that? It's AFC North football in the cold. <laughs> yeah, I, I would be happy to see that come back to the Steelers, but maybe that's the, the new the new identity because I think we did know over the last few years that Big Ben was like, it's his offense or there's no offense, right? So uh, maybe it comes back and, and it, you know, we improve the O-line and I would love to see if they draft, like, wouldn't it be shock if not maybe not the first round, but the second round, if they draft a running back? <laughs> well, Brace, well, I mean, Brace Hall's considered by most people the top running back. He's not a first round running back. And I mean, mm. I'm against drafting running backs in the first round, unless you fully plan to get six years out of them with the five year hey. deal and then the franchise tag, right? But like Kenneth Walker's there. I'm trying to think of the other bloke that's there. Like second, third round, there's, there's guys. Like, get him. Yeah, I, I reckon so. And it's also going to breed competition too for Najee. Like those two fellas, I always think, you know, if you have two two young running backs in, in the line, we all know that Benny Snell's not doing anything. Same with, um, uh, what's the other bloke? McFarland. Uh, McFarland. You know, Trip over you bring, the feet, McFarland. Yeah, if you bring in another guy that can be the, the second running back to, to Najee, then that, that just breeds competition in, in my opinion. And that's it's going to be, you know, hopefully fantastic to see them run the football and then Mitchell Trubisky can you know, pass from maybe 15 to 25 attempts and that's it. And well, that, I mean, Sean Manahan brings up like drafting the that RB from Alabama, Brian Johnson oh. Jr., I think his name is. Man, if he's available in the third, I mean, better if he's available in the fourth, 100%. 100%. He's a bruiser like Najee, a little bit less speed. But like, have those two just all go this, boom, boom, boom. All this running back talk really makes me want to see them do it now. Like, I don't even care what position. But imagine what you can do fun. with the play action pass, which Trubisky is really good at, and like Claypool go down the field with it, like and Freemuth, if you actually have a running threat. And everyone will, now the, the big piece if you're sitting there listening is like, you know, and I know so many of my BTC colleagues, <clears throat> our BTC colleagues would bring this up, is what about the O-line? We've got to trust that the O-line is better than last year. Like, let's look at the development of it. You've got to trust that, you know, or hope that Dotson's going to stay healthy. They'll probably address it somewhere in the draft as well. But, like, honestly, I just, yeah, I know. I want to see them do it too. That's why I like guys late in the draft, like a Pierre Strong. Like, I, I, I want to see him do it. Well, we're in the perfect position as well because we've already got a uh, running back number one in Najee. So we are in the perfect position to go out there and get a, a third round or second round because last year, if you said that, or oh, we can, we have to wait to a third third round, you wouldn't want to do it. But now we're in the perfect spot where we have our guy Najee, hopefully, hopefully for the next ten years, and who can be second fiddle to that to that bloke? That's what I'm saying. Like that is it is a really good point. And if if Mitchell is a game manager or he can try and be something better than what we're all saying, because I don't really think anyone's got a uh, you know they've actually pinpointed what Trubisky can be. For me, I'm he's growing on me. But I don't know, right? So in that case, run the football, play defense, and I think we have a chance to win a lot of games because we are, I keep saying it, we're playing the third easiest schedule in the NFL. 100%. So there's 100%. a big chance. And our defense, I'm sorry, we have to win. I, I don't, I don't want to give up on my team, but yeah, we have to win like a game in playoffs. Like there has to be a point with this defense. But the way to win a game and the way, like look at, Can, look at the Kansas City Chiefs game. Imagine if we had one or two more interceptions in the first half. And we took the ball away from Mahomes. Like, let's look at the AFC, right? You're going to have Allen, Mahomes. Um, you know, you've got maybe if Watson actually comes back, you've got Lamar, um, you've got Herbert, you know, you've got Russell Wilson now added to the mix. You know, you maybe if you want to count Derek Carr as well, 
You know, you've got and I'm and I'm missing guys out. You've got all those quarterbacks. What is the one thing you can do to stop them getting the ball apart from playing good defense? Because you can't have your defense on there the whole time. Is run the football, take the ball away from them, soak up the clock. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the NFL, they talk about things going shifts and roundabouts. That's why you've seen bigger backs start to come into the league and do well, like your Derrick Henry's, your Najee Harris's. That's what happened in like, you know, the eighties and before. Let's go back there. Let's keep, you let's play back. with the trend, right? <laughs> Take the ball away, make it hard, make it crunch when they've got the ball. And yeah, like I just, I, I'm all, I'm all for it, man. I, I would rather see uh, a sixty-yard run, like beast mode, with the, you know, uh, Lynch do that kind of run than a big pass. I've, I've always liked to run more because it was from the the, the better days, and you know, even, even was like the better and Willie Parker. Uh, I, I enjoyed watching Mendenhall for a little bit, you know. Yeah. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, of course. Like, we kind of think now, back like, he's, he's nothing now. But Bell, back in the day for us, was like, yo, far out. He's a good running back. So, we do need that, and we need that that physical uh, presence. But it comes down to, too, I think it's going to be a completely different team going forward because we don't have Big Ben anymore. And I think he held us back nearly the last two years, to be honest. So, but I think, yeah. You he- about the Ben, like, what I can't understand, I mean, I can because I can. I don't, you know, I can. I can only imagine what the, the ego of that franchise quarterback. I'm not saying Ben specifically. I'm saying the role that that is, right? And and winning over time. But like, maybe Ben would have had a. Maybe he might have won a few more games toward the end of his career. Maybe he might even still be playing this year. You know, maybe he might have not done that injury if the Steelers had like if we did have a better running game now i'm not putting that all that blame on ben no way but look at the playoff games when we throw 500 yards look at the playoff games when big Ben throws 50 50 has to throw 50 times mm-hmm. didn't we win against the browns in the wild card playoff no we didn't did we win against the chiefs no we didn't did we win against the jaguars no we didn't hmm it's definitely hmm. <laughs> it's it's definitely his ego for sure because yeah you think about it he was still playing Ben's ego necessarily but i'm just saying you have no running we don't have a running offense that can do anything yeah but near, near the latter of his career near the end he was definitely throwing you know like you said 50 times a game and why couldn't we just play how peyton manning or tom brady does it now you know how they just hand off and play short passes but big ben was playing to his ability of like 2016 2015 and it just didn't happen near the end so i think it's going to be really intriguing to watch um you know, Trubisky as as if he is QB one, hopefully he wins the job and does that. But then, like you said, build the O line, run Naji, and we need a when for this offense to succeed, we need probably a second running back to help us out too. Like it just can't happen last year. What happened? I think that collectively they got ninety yards uh, in the season. So, well, if you yeah. look at if you look at the Eagles, right? Now I'm not saying that they're the you know bastion of all you know offensive play or anything like it, but you look at we go to their rushing and we look at who had the touchdown. So they had 25. They led the league. Now they had 10 from Jalen Hurts, right? Now, fair enough, rushing near the, near the, the but they, he's rushing in the, in the red zone anyway, right? And we could do that. Trubisky can, can yeah, Trubisky, I agree. Like Trubisky, five, let's say the KPI for him is five rushing touchdowns if he plays more than 14 games. And they had Boston Scott with seven, Kenneth Gainwell, who I really liked. And I was kind of hoping the Steelers would look at him. Number, he had five, and Jordan. Jordan Howard had three, right? But they found 25 touchdowns from four blokes, right? Mm. We had 10 touchdowns that I think came from three <laughs> blokes. I'm going to pull it up. But, like, come off it, man. Like, yeah. just, I don't know. Right. I, I think it's, I, I, like, even if they get to the league average, 
right? Even if they can get like to 15, I'd be happy with that. No, I I, I think the offense will be completely different next year and it, it needs to come. Uh, yeah, we had Najee, seven from Najee, one from Ben, one from Juju. One oh, from ben Eric had... Ebron. One from Eric really? Ebron. Come on, man. <laughs> It didn't even did Ben have a rushing touchdown last year? Yeah, he did. Remember, he had the sneak. You know when he did the first oh, one, and then yeah, they caught yeah, it back right. ridiculously, and then they ran it a little bit, and then he had the sneak again. I wonder how Eric. So, so pretty much, really, in reality, we had seven or eight rushing touchdowns, not ten. Because we had those seven ones, touchdowns from a back. Yes, back. that's pretty. That's that's poor, right? And that's all bad. from the all from the number one guy. Yeah, and one for Ebron, which he's probably at the door too. Right, I'm not bringing him back. No. Hmm. Ben still sim- didn't even have 100 yards on the season. That's what I, I, I said, mate. They've got 90. That's what I think I went over a few weeks ago. They got, I think, 90 in between them. Uh, but we do have a super chat here from Snowman. So thanks, Snowman, mate. Five dollars. Uh, this is this is oh, this is bad. I just uh, received my Dwayne, <laughs> my Dwayne Haskins jersey, and I started to cry. Rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, 100%. He's going to be uh, throughout our thoughts throughout the season, and we'll, we'll go through the process as best we can. Um, it's an honor. It's a, maybe it's 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 an honor now, Snowman, to have his jersey. It's actually it's an honor to have any jersey, really. Uh, I, oh, except AB, far out. Sorry, I've got I've got AB one. I, I don't know what to do with. I don't know what to do with my AB. Someone will take his number. AB's number is not going to get retired. So you just get something. No, I'm talking about you can buy these. They have the ones you can now like iron over, or you can get stitched oh, okay. over the top. I'm just waiting for AB. Yeah, well, you got a Juju one, right? I've got AB. Like, do I keep it because it will be like, will we do something famous and, and, and make me money if I sell it? Or is, is AB just gone? I don't know. No, like my Juju though, like is the, the jersey that was like my Christmas present that I got at the stadium in 2019. It's number 19. Like I'm keeping that well, thing. But if a player okay. I like, it has the name, then I'll get a new nameplate for it. A lot of fans did say goodbye to Juju. And I think you've even talked about it too. It's only one year, mate. He can come back. You never know. Hey, I, I stick by what I said this time last yeah, year. I, know, I, I reckon he, he will he will play <laughs> another game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, people people all over the Facebook and on his, on his YouTube page are like, oh, we, we we miss you, good luck. But it's one year deal, and you never know, he might come back next year or the year after. I don't know. It's happened. Before. Oh, this guy! I got to bring up this chat just because he's got a sick name. Steeler saying Jedi. I love Star Wars. I love Dragon Ball Z as a kid. This is a terrific name. I love this. This name is like. <laughs> This name is one of the best names. Uh, like, apart from someone's actual name, this is the best, you know, YouTube alias I reckon I've seen in, in the Steel Life chat. This is and he's, terrific. And he's got he says, a, what's, guys, uh, what's up, guys? I'm really curious and excited about the coming season. I want to see how the offense stacks up against other North teams. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we, we talked about that. We need to get back to running the football. And um, I, think, I think, yeah, Trubisky will... To me, it's just going to be completely different. I hopefully it's going to be a refresher. Like, let's be real. I don't want to see any more three and outs. I want to see first downs and runs and get and moving the ball forward. Because we know with, with with Big Ben, he went out there and just tried to throw a seventy yard pass the first go. You know, <laughs> or like Reddy's first route, Juju slant. There he is, and there's like three defenders on him. I want to see something different. I want to see something different. Well, I want to bring this up from Sean Manahan because I completely agree, right? Sean Manahan says, can we really trust Canada not to certain let up? So we're just going to say stuff the whole thing up anyway. This has sat in the back of my mind for quite a while and I have talked about it or alluded to it in different shows. 
We keep talking about the Matt Canada offense. Like, I'm not disputing the guy as an incredible mind, you know, offensively, and it's it's shown in different college things and other teams wanted him. I'm not challenging all that. But you do sit there a little bit, the cynic in all of us, and you go, well, what if it doesn't work? Exactly. And, and is, is Canada always – is he going to ever have the players that make it work? And how many years do you invest in the Canada offense? And that's what I loved about free agency, and I said it at the time. We're not locked in with all these players. And I don't think the players we drafted last year lock us into that either. And I don't think the players that the Steelers are really going to draft this year. And this is why it's important of having a long-term head coach and a long-term GM in Colbert. I don't think they're going to draft players that will necessarily lock us into that system again. And, I, you know, obviously we need to draft players that fit, but, you know, aren't going to be defined by that system. And I think that's really, that's the, that's the key thing here. If I see the same offense as last year and the year before, or whatever, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be frustrated. And he's gone. He's gone. Uh, I don't care. You have look at all the time. We, we have all the time to talk about the team. Imagine what the time they can do to improve the team. And, mate, know. and how much are they getting paid to do it? You know, exactly. you and I have got to have other jobs, other things going on. I could lives. do it if they were They're paying me paid heaps more money to do. Like if they were paying me money, I would design plans or go and talk to someone about football. And I, you know, yeah, you have all the time. You're you're our coach, your offensive coach. You have to do better than last year. No offense, you have to. If he if he struggles this year, and, and it's because on the offense and his game plan, he's not ready. Uh, and even to a certain degree, I do love Tom. And if he's not ready again, yeah, there needs to be questions asked and things need to happen. You need to move on because you have all the talent. You have so much talent on the offense and so much talent on the defense. And if you can't move the ball like last year, when you do, if I see that like fourth and ten, and you throw to Najee and there's like four players on you, nah, I'm just. It's going to be a wild you know what? ride. If I'm Najee, I'm getting the ball and I'm lobbing it back at the quarterback. <laughs> I'm back, mate. This is rubbish. He's like, what did you see? He's like, well, I had four blokes like, you know, approaching me. So I flea flickered. <laughs> yeah, but that was like one of the worst plays I've ever seen in my life. Like, I you like, can't actually nah. do that anyway. It's a penalty. But like, I would, I'd take the penalty. Yeah, I'd I be know. like, you know what? That's on you. Go throw like a, a four and what would the penalty be on that? Um, a know. four and 20. And you can throw it deep to Claypool and, you know, stuff that I'm not catching. But, yeah, if we see that kind of preparation and offense from Matt Canada's system, we've all been talking about it. Yes, he needs to go or something needs to come in and change it because you just can't do that play. It was <laughs> awful. It's, it's April 16th and like in, in, in Aussie land and we're already firing Canada. <laughs> I'm not going to fight. No, no, I'm not going to fire him. I think we're in the same boat. We want to see you, you have a fresh start, a fresh QB, a fresh offense. What can you do? What can you do now? But if yeah. it's exactly the same as with Big Ben, I'm sorry. There needs to be, you know, things need to happen. That's it. That's it. Anything else before we wrap up the show? We've uh, hit the time limit, believe it or um, not. No, nah, we'll, save, we'll save it for next week. <laughs> this is good. We've decided the Steelers are drafting and running back in the first three. Rounds. I like that. We've decided the cornerbacks need a refresh. We've decided Trubisky's the starter job. This is a good recap of the podcast, right? I've had a technical difficulty that's derailed it. We've talked about really good names. We've decided that to it get get with the program, we'll get out of the program. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've also decided that Matt Canada's on the hot seat. What a, what a podcast. That's a lot for 45 minutes. Yeah, he's, mate. That's he's a hot do take every seven minutes, mate. He's, he's got to do something there. I'm telling you. this is There's no, no more excuses. Like you've had four months to game plan. Go on your holiday, come back, design, design how to win and go win. That's it. That's mate. 
I can't wrap up the podcast in uh, YouTube any better than that. With that, that's Steelers Touch <laughs> Down Under. I'm Matty Peverell with Marky D, as always. Go Steelers. <laughs> when I know that it can never really be the same How could I move forward When I keep looking backward I'm just